This is the Courier Talking Football. I'm Eric Nicholson, and with me this week are Jim Spence and Sean Hamilton for the first of the new year. Happy New Year, gentlemen! Did you uh, did you go back? I know you were giving up giving up your back on the bacon rolls, Jim. Did you go back on the on the turkey as well at Christmas? <laughs> no, 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 I wasn't. Or, 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 I wasn't giving up the bacon rolls, on, and I'm not back in the turkey. But um, oh. I happy New Year, everyone, as well. Um, Eric. What, what I have done is I've I've put my shoulder at doing press ups. My New Year fitness regimes lasted about oh, three days. Goodness, goodness <laughs> me! Yeah. There we go. Oh, oh, a, we'll keep an eye on that one just as well. This is a, yeah. This you is, never know. There might be a, a club look, might be a club looking for an injured former winger in the in, in, uh, in the transfer window. I was say, is this you trying to get yourself in shape for? Deadline day, is it? Uh, some some shape, I'll tell you. Exactly selling yourself, Jim. You're, you're stuck with us. Right then, well, I think we've got absolutely loads. I can't remember when we last did one of these. We certainly we certainly didn't do one last week, but I think it was a couple of weeks ago and we'll we'll, we'll probably save we'll save the football for uh for next week when uh, we're we're getting close to getting back, but we've got absolutely loads to get stuck into as far as uh as far as transfers and let's face it, fans all love transfers, you know, ins and outs and all the rest of it. It's uh because it's a you know it's a huge huge window for our three Premiership clubs you know for different reasons they're all on the wrong trajectory, albeit in different parts of the in different parts of the league. They all need good. I think we can all agree they all need a good window again for for different reasons. And Jim, I think we may as well start with the the club that I think we expect to do the most business and the club that has certainly done the most business so far, St. Johnston, you know, three days, it was, it was becoming like an, it was becoming like an advent calendar where we're getting, where we're getting a sign in a day. They've slipped up by dropping the pace a wee bit just now. <laughs> Give us all a breather, but three new faces in the door. One of them, one of them we knew was coming, Daniel Cleary. But I think just before we get into the individuals, I'd be interested to know between yourself and Sean, just how much surgery did you think what numbers did you have in your in your head I was for St Johnson I'm 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 thinking I was thinking half a dozen definitely possibly even more I don't know where you are at Jim in your mind as far as Saints were concerned for what what they need yeah, well, I mean that was you know I, I think there's a couple of things. I mean, I suppose we should we should immediately add the, the disclaimer that we're recording this in the morning. You know, oh, the, aye, that's true. I know they, the could, they could sign out, another three. The time it goes, another three could have been signed. You know, I mean that, that's a, that's the nature of the transfer window. It's it's absolutely crazy, um, but. Three in, I think there'll be more than that. I mean, there's two out for for starters. Three in, two out, <clears throat> and and I have to say, you know, they they look good. I mean, I like the I like the idea, of Chief G. I mean. Um, if he's the same player I remember, fine signing. Uh, Daniel Cleary uh, comes with, you know, um, uh, uh, a, a great rep as well. You know? Yeah, anyone I've um, spoken to, I've, I've spoken to a few, you know, different people down south, Ireland, Green Cummins, ex-Saint, you get a good, you get a feel, don't you? You know, they've said, you know, this is a proper player type thing. So, sorry, carry on, Jim. Yeah, no, but I mean, I think, you know, so three in, two out, um, uh, not the two out, I think they're going to kind of be, you know, loans uh, cut short, then Donker yeah, and, and loans cut short. So that, that, that's almost neither here nor there. But I think they need, you know, they certainly, I think, probably need at least one and maybe another one. I mean, I, I, I'd kind of thought, you know, I mean, there was talk about six, but certainly another one, maybe, um, and probably, definitely, <laughs> if you can use probably, definitely, probably, definitely another two. Uh, I, I think they, you know, they, they might. We need the numbers. I mean, apart from anything else, you need the numbers. I mean, there's a couple. Of, there's a couple of issues. I mean, Chief Chief's coming in. He himself, you know, has, has said he, he's, he's not particularly worried about his fitness, but he hasn't been playing. So there's always that element. I think you need a. You know, Saints have never had a, uh, been troubled with a huge squad anyhow. 
So they need, you know, numbers in. Um, they don't necessarily need a score of 40 or something like that. And they're not going to have that, but they need numbers in. So I think Callum will be looking at another couple yet. I mean, his, you know, this is where I think his contacts book really is being used um, probably in the most auspicious of times because Saints really have to clear their feet within the next four or five games, I think. I mean, it's absolutely imperative that Saints stay in the Premiership and their position at the moment is, is well, it couldn't be worse, you know. So, I, th- I think certainly another couple of players, the chairman um, and uh, the board, um, you know, obviously have, have backed them so far because I know Chief Chi's been playing, uh, well, he's been, you know, back in his homeland, isn't he? But he's, you know, not behind like buttons, you know. Um, and I think Saints have obviously dipped into the kitty, which is a good thing because they need to do it. So I think you're looking at another couple, Eric. I mean, I, I think if you're a St. Johnson fan, you're looking at another couple of new faces just just to completely reinvigorate um, uh, the squad and completely reinvigorate, I think, uh, McDermott and the fan base. I think this the, the, the signings Sean already have... That's just what signings do. You know, they do they do give a fan base a lift, don't they? Particularly when there's no actual football being played. But I think we're looking at... Now, obviously, we don't know exactly the others that will leave. So there'll probably be two or three more go, I th- I would would be my guess, before before January's over. So I, I would still like and expect... I, th- I think we'll definitely see another centre midfielder coming in because we know that he was after uh, Liam Shaw. So we need... Uh, St. Johnson need that combative, just, you know, just covering the grass, that type of midfielder. They can kind of release your Butterfields and Brysons. There'll be another forward because obviously we know that they're in for Zach Rudden. So if they don't get Zach Rudden, there'll be another forward. I think I would still like to see another centre-half purely from from the numbers game. We know that Saints play three of them. We'll not get into that debate just now, Sean. We'll we'll save that one for for another date. But they do play three of them. So that just tells you straight away you want to have options. And let's face it, Effie Ambrose and Hayden Muller have been way down the the pecking order. So all of a sudden, just because Larsden Donker's gone, you know, they don't all of a sudden become you know, real strong first-team options. And Jamie McCart has certainly had his issues. So I'd like to see another centre-half. And I'd like to see another right-back just to uh, to give options in that part of the pitch. You know, it's not been Sean Rooney's season, best season by, by a long stretch. And along with McCart... I don't think it's been Callum Boots either, by the way. Well, the yeah, that's, yeah I, can, I take your point. You know, they've, they've, they've got Gallagher in, so they've got options there. I'd like to see options on the right as well. And, of course, the thing with Baruni is, it's the same as McCart. And how, how do you quantify how much the whole contract running down and, you know, being rumoured with moves in the summer, you just, you know, some people deal with that better than others, don't they? We just don't know how much that's affected their football. But are you are you thinking along the same lines as positionally and numbers wise as myself? Yeah, I, I I would I would like I mean I'd like to see another three four coming in to be honest with you. And I'm, I'm we've discussed it. I mean, you took you, you mentioned there the three centre halves, and we've spoken about the system before in, in weeks gone by. I, I maintain that I don't think it was working at all, and I don't think I don't think changing it would have been a bad necessarily a, a, any worse an idea than well, keeping it the way well, it was because in hindsight just, it certainly couldn't have made the results worse so exactly. we, can, we can all agree on that exactly um but what i would what i would like to see at the end of this is um options uh and uh, the first half of the season i don't think we would if, if there there wasn't there wasn't a huge amount or Callum davidson didn't feel he had or evidently didn't feel he had a huge 
amount of range in terms of what he could do with the squad at his disposal. So I want I want to come out of this month with him feeling like he's got a bit of that, um, because that would be hugely beneficial going forward. Um, clear he's proficient. Clear, clear he's played most a lot of his football in a two. So there you go straight away. He could he could flip to that should he choose. But I, I'm, I, he's got him in mind as one of those wide, the wide centre mm-hmm. halves. You know, to to as we've talked about a lot. You know, to 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 do a Jason Kerr basically. You know, and and help the team in that regard. So I think that's what he's got in his mind. So yeah, we shall see. Mid, midf- I mean, you mentioned midfield. I mean, we spoke about Liam Shaw there, and that's obviously not happening. Um, but I mean that that at this point. With three in the door, if you want to call it four, with uh, Ali Crawford as well, um, albeit he's he's been at the club on loan previously. Um, midfield looks like the priority area at this point um, to me, and I'm, I'm absolutely certain that uh, Callum Davidson will be will be thinking along the same lines. Yeah, I just, think just just to get them up, and I think if 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 you got the centre midfielder. I think then you've now got a team for starting the games again, and then I think you know the other striker is a sort not a bonus, but I think I do think they need one. But it's it, it, you can go to towards the end of the window for that one potentially the right back as well and centre half if you you know if you if you don't get unlucky with injuries. But they're in they're in a better they're in a far better place than uh, than they were, Jim. And yeah, I mean. Listen, you, we haven't had the chance to speak to you about your, you. You know, you did the call. You had, you've had a conversation with with, with the chairman, haven't you? I mean, mm. you, you yeah, definitely, yeah. and you, you, you know, mm-hmm. you said in your call, and, you, and we all knew he, we got the impression that he was he was going to write he was going to write some wrongs in this window or do his best to help the manager write some wrongs in this window. Yeah, no, I did. I mean, I had a chat with him the other week, and um, look, in fairness to him, I mean, I, you know, I said in my column that. Uh, um, previously, that Saints have to, you know, dip in and, and, and spend some cash. Now, that's that's that, you know, that, that's not um, uh, that's not having a pop at him. That's a simple fact of life. That's a game that he's in, and, and he, you know, and, and he made, you know, he made many good points in that conversation, and, and not in his defence because it wasn't, a, you know, we weren't. A, I wasn't a phone to have a kind of, um, uh, you know, have a go on. We were phone had a blather, which you know we used to do quite often, and he put kind of a good number of fair points, you know, in terms of what's gone wrong, things that have happened, and all the rest of it, in terms of, you know, in terms of the move of the two players, particularly McCann, how it came about and all the rest of it. And these things kind of get lost in the mist sometimes. I mean, you know, sometimes you are at the mercy of simply how events transpire, agents and all the rest of it. And, and sometimes you look and you think, well, actually, that was that's a fact, but I could have done X, Y, Z better. And I think it was that kind of conversation, but I think there's no doubt that, he, you know, he's well aware of, um, you know, the, the, the predicament Saints find themselves in. And, they, you know, he and the board, uh, you guys will know this, you know, um, uh, having a, a small corner of your hearts, which are forever blue and white. You know, <laughs> um, you know they're prepared to back their man and they need to. I mean, you know, looking at the situation they find themselves in. Sean's right. I think the midfield and the striking department are the two key areas. I mean, if you look at what they've conceded defensively, they've got a better defensive record by a bit than the three Dundee, Ross County and St. Myrna above them. And and indeed, they're only, you know, uh, they've only conceded, um, in fact, they've conceded a goal less than Livingston, who, again, are, are in eighth position. So, you know, defensively, while not great, it's not a disaster by any manner. It means that the Saints' big problem becomes in the scoring 
department with only 11 goals scored. That's miles adrift of, uh, uh, you know, the clubs above them. I mean, that, that's what they need to do. They need, they need to so find... So come on, Nadia, Chief Chief, Jim. What, you know, I mean, I watched, I didn't watch as much of him as you as you two did. Well, I saw enough of him, um, certainly in that, that first spell with United. And I remember the goals he scored against St. Johnson. Two, two of his four for Celtic that were very good ones. I mean, just remind us of the type of player that St. Johnson are getting. Oh well, I mean, there's a couple of things about Chief Chi that, that that I've always impressed. You know, the, the first thing to say about him is he's a, he's a lovely fella. He's actually he's a really nice guy. He, he was always approachable, amenable, and all the rest of it. Now, you know, in football terms, that, that that's important in the dressing room and all the rest of it. But what you want is, is on the park. I mean, you know, he, I mean, he played. I think it was um, eighty-two he times. Played on the edge, so we say uh, as well, Jim. Though you yeah. know, which again you kind of want, but you'd like to think with maturity, he'll not be, he'll not slip the wrong side of that edge. No, you know, eighty-two appearances and thirty-three goals. Um, Eric, I mean that's a good record. I mean that's, that's a very decent record for a uh, for a striker. I think in the modern game, he's a big lad. I mean he's just under six foot, and you know he's strong. He's got good touch. He's got good mobility. I think you know, um, and he's not. I mean, hesitate to say he's not an out and out striker. He, 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 he's one of these guys who brings people into play well. He's got nice touch, nice vision, lays it off well, holds it up well. All the things that we talk about when a striker, but he's got an eye for goal as well. He's a fine striker of the ball. You know, strikes it sweetly. Um, all of these things. And, and he's an unselfish player, I think. You know, I mean, it's. I mean, I think sometimes there was a kind of notion that maybe he was. Uh, I mean, I actually quite like a selfish striker. I like a, a striker yeah, no, have yeah. a bang at goal instead of kind of thinking lay it on for somebody who's who's making the later run into the box or the time run into the box. Man, you know, to me, strikers are there to have a bang at goal. And the more the more bangs they have at goal, the more likelihood there is a scoring. But um, Chief G, I think, can marry both of those. You know, he's prepared to have a bang at goal, but I think he's a he's a type of player that can you know that can bring people in. You know, makes good runs um links up well uh, decent in the air as well um, you know not huge but big enough you know so i think he's got a range of abilities which um if and this is always a situation in football isn't it you know if all other things being equal you know he still has kind of much of, of of what he had um, you know, when he was at United, then I think he'll be a, a, a fine signing. I know, I mean, he hasn't played much, as we, we said earlier on, on there. He hasn't played uh, much recently. But some, you know, some players do have a kind of natural fitness about them. Depending, you know, some play, he's a big kind of languid, fluid type of player, you know, and, 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 um, I, I, I don't think he's one of these type of players that he's going to need, you know, four, five, six weeks to get, um, up to, what is required? Well, he was never a game. speed merchant, was no, he? No, no, he's not a speed merchant. That, that, that's right. You know, um, so I, I mean, I think on the face, of it, I mean, you know, immediately I heard that, that, that Callum was looking at him. I thought that's that's you know, there are some there are some signings that just kind of you know just kind of tickle your fancy, and and that was one of them. I thought that looks a good signing. He pulls, you know, if this yeah, one yeah. pulled out the heart, and and I think it looks a good one. Usually, you know? your gut reaction, yeah, you go. I mean, I must. There were two, there were two names floating about around about the same time, Sean, and you would have heard them. It's, as soon as you find out they've been released by their clubs, you think, oh, somebody's going to do it. I must admit, Chifchi was below Kyle Lafferty, but if I was to say to you, <laughs> Kyle Lafferty or Nadia Chifchi, which would you have taken? Uh, I th- I think out of sentiment, I would have gone for Chifchi. And uh, and it's purely because, as you said before, I, kinda, I watched a lot of him when he was at United in that um, spell when Jackie McNamara was there. Um, and I loved him. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. He was, he was um, one of my favourite United players of that era. Um, he brought uh, the midfield. Told, he brought though all their little midfield runners into play, didn't he? he was yeah, you know, he did. Well, yeah, he your was, goals and that. As you as you kind of touched on, Jim, he was sort of 
he wasn't just a he wasn't a number nine as such, but he did have that eye for goal. He was more of a he's a bit of, he was a bit of a hybrid at times. He was a nine and a ten. He did, that, he did a bit a of lot, everything. That, that's a good that's yeah. a good description, Sean. Actually, that's a good description. I was actually uh, well done you because I was thinking I was thinking of how a nine to and a half earlier on, and that was a, yeah, a, 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 nine, a, a, a false nine, <laughs> false ten. You know, what I mean, I mean, listen, what he did have in that United side was he had some very creative players around about him, but he was part of that creative process. I mean, he is a he is a creative player himself. That's what I like about him. You know, I mean. He's not, Maverick, uh, eh? Yeah, well, that's the thing, and I think sometimes in the game that you need that. You know, I, mean, I always remember that. You know, uh, the, uh, from my kind of business study days when I was a law student, the Americans used to talk about every company needs an anarchist on the book. You know, somebody who does something entirely out the out the blue. And I'm not saying that for a minute, Chief, he's an anarchist. You know, but he's he is he has a kind of there's an element about him that you never quite know what you're getting next. But usually, what you're getting next, uh, uh, you think, oh, that that was worth getting. You know, that that was uh, that was quite impressive. I didn't see that coming. I mean. So I think he fulfills two or three roles potentially for Saints, and that's a good thing. Yeah, well, I, I, I kind of wonder that we see that maverick sort of streak to him, though. That that kind of makes him a very un-Callum Davidson signing, oh, though, doesn't it? Johnson likes signing in a lot of ways, yeah. No, you're right. Tom, Tommy, Tommy, Tommy always liked, he, every now and again, he liked to throw one of them in. You know, if you go back over your, obviously it didn't work. No, Riordan was a, was a low mass one, wasn't he? But, you know, Tommy brought in Tony Watt, he brought in McFadden, you know, I mean, he, he did, he wasn't af- afraid of those, those types. I mean, I think for me, Sean, the key is I can see, I can definitely see him stylistically sounds a bit that sounds a bit pretentious doesn't it but I can see how he fits into that St Johnson team put it that way I can see how he can he can because they they really need that link up man you know it, Chris Kane hasn't had a Chris Kane type season but that's the type of role you're going to get and potentially potentially more goals yeah uh, well it, 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 that's that's all good it definitely needs that dynamism in f- midfield around him though because first half of the season it was it was sorely yeah, yeah, sorely yeah. lacking too big a gap I think we can all agree on that much and the other signings I mean clearly we've talked about him plenty of times in the past and uh, Gallagher I, I'm always intrigued by one of these you know a guy that's you know been a been the next big thing as a youngster, had all the hype, you know, and it's not nothing to do with him, you know, all the attention, you know, Liverpool take him down. I mean, as a as a Liverpool fan, I've watched plenty of him playing for the the twenty threes, and and uh, you know the one game he got when Liverpool played that shadow team. Remember when their 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 uh, main team was out in the Club World Cup, you know, and they played at Aston Villa. Listen, no, absolutely no shame in not being able to nudge Andy Robertson or even become his even become his uh, his deputy. But you know, you always from ever again from every you speak to, he's he's a guy who has got the right attitude, and you know could could be a could be a really, you, Jim. We're talking about un St Johnson type signings. This is a very St Johnson type signing, isn't it? Yes, he would. Did, did he? I'm trying to remember. Did he start off at Falkirk? Was he a Falkirk? Yeah, it was Falkirk. Aye, yeah. that's right. Yeah, aye. Um, no, well, you know, the, the thing is, when you, you know, when you say kind of a, a very un St. Johnson like type signing or whatever, I mean, I think the thing is, you know, Callum, I mean, <laughs> I think we forget because Callum won the two cups. You know, like there's a manager who won two cups. He's still a young, young manager. He's still learning as he goes, and he's still kind of finding things out about himself, about still as a play type of player he wants, type of players that he maybe thought he wanted that he had that you know worked for a short while and then didn't work or or didn't work at all. Uh, you know, a combination of things. Plus, of course, he'll he'll be talking to people. I mean, he's got great contacts, but he'll be talking to people in the game. He knows the game. He knows players about the game, and he's 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 kind of you know he is um, prepared to. 
I suspect, take the chance. You take the chance with everybody you sign. We take the chance with Shevchi. We take the chance with you know, this one with Tony Gallagher. You know, that's the nature of football. I mean, you can sign. It's kind of like hiring managers. You can hire a manager and think he's going to be terrific. And, you know, next thing, you know, the team's struggling for relegation or haven't won a game in 10 games or something. It's similar with, with football players. You look at me, we're all sitting here. I mean, I think, I look at Chief G and I think, whoa, you know, that, that looks a great sign. I thought when, when when Dundee signed Lee Griffiths, I thought, well, if they get the best yeah. of him, that could be so. And, you know, no doubt we'll come to that one. But so, I mean, he's 22. He's been with a good sign, Jim. I think this is a good sign. The bit I like, the bit I like is I'd, I've not seen the I've not seen the contract obviously that he's got with Saints, and I've not the chat. And so we'll we'll find out if he becomes a huge success whether uh, Liverpool have have their sell-ons. But it was interesting to read when I was doing a bit of research on him that he was he was going to be going to Sunderland in the summer, but the deal collapsed when Sunderland wouldn't agree to Liverpool's. Sell on percentages. <coughs> now, if Liverpool, now they're a very savvy football club, obviously with with how they do business and they've made they've made a lot of money on players that haven't been good enough for them, but have been good enough for for other clubs. But you know, if Liverpool are insistent on a decent sell on clause for them, that's a good sign, and it's that's a good sign at the start, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, I I, I think I mean <clears throat> I'm always intrigued by. The quotes from players, and and, and the, the quote I saw uh, from him was, you know, I mean, like most players, most intelligent players, and loads of the guys in the game are smart cookies, you know, um, you know, those that are maybe less so have their agents help them out or, you know, or, or learn good PR habits. But I mean, he'd said, he'd said that, you know, he wanted to thank everybody for looking after him down there at, at Liverpool and helping him both improve his football and teach him so many good habits. Uh, and he went on to talk about it was an incredible education. And I think that's important. You know, I mean, being out alone at Toronto, obviously, you know, so he's a guy that's open-minded, I think. Um, he's an open-minded player. He sounds like an intelligent laddie. He's 22. It's a good age, you know. Um, he, you know, he prefers the left-hand side. So, you know, there's absolutely no shame whatsoever in, in, in trying to kind of, you know, usurp Andy Robertson and, and, and not managing, you know. Um, so, to me, it, it looks as though it, it potentially a very, very good signing. Um, I mean, I don't, you know, I, I know that sometimes, I mean, I've, I've sometimes thought this with boys that have been at Celtic Rangers. You think, well, he's been at Celtic Rangers. He must be something special. Forgetting that sometimes Youth level, particularly they hoover them up, you know. Um, but I think you know if you've been at you know even having been at Celtic Rangers and having been at Liverpool, you, you you don't end up at clubs like that when you've not got something about you. You know that that's the simple truth of the matter. You know to have been at Ibrox or Parkhead, or in this case, you know more particularly to have been at Liverpool, you've got something about you. You know, I mean, you know he's had a couple of seasons there. It's not as though he's kind of they signed him and thought this kid's hopeless. You know, get rid of him after six weeks. I mean, he's got something about him, I think. And uh, so on the face of it. I think uh, Callum Davidson has done, you know, so far three very astute looking pieces of business. Um, uh, you know, I'd like to think there's another couple to be done because I think he needs that. But so far, uh, so good. I mean, you know, I, I think the percentage game, Eric, and I've written this before about Jan- I know I'm not a great January window fan, Melvin. No, yeah. my reasons again. You know, many reasons. Um, the attrition rate, I think, can be quite high. You know, in terms of what you expect. And what you get, your expectation levels and, and your realization levels can quite often be two entirely different things, both as a manager and, and, and a fan. You know, um, if, you know, if he's he's signed these three already, if all three live up to expectations, he will done he will have done astonishingly well. Two or three do well. That, that that's still very good. Um, and if he gets another couple in. And the strike rate is three or four out of five, uh, doing really well. That'd be great. But so far, I think he's done good business. And I have to say, Gallagher, Gallagher looks to me probably, probably, um, you know, at, at that age uh, and with the background he's got, 
probably, I think, a very fine signing indeed um, for Saints. Right, so, Sean, we can, we can smoothly link from St. Johnson to Dundee United via their goalkeeper, Xander Clark. Now, I think, like, I mean, I, I'll leave it to you to, to try and sort out the Dundee United goalkeeper situation because I've quite I've, I'm just trying to get my head around it myself. I must admit, but anyway, I don't I don't for a minute expect to see Xander Clark leaving St Johnson in the uh, in January. They just it would be it would be it'd be it'd be worse it'd be worse than McCann and Kerr. It just be you know he's he's been your best player by an absolute mile. Uh, you're in a relegation battle. You're not going to get that much money for him anyway because his contract's running down this summer. It just it's it's just not gonna it's not gonna happen. But I think it's it's certainly leaning towards him leaving in the summer. Good luck to Xander. You know he's he's what he's getting. If he's not thirty, he's getting near thirty. Peak goalkeeper he's age just now. So there you go. Yeah. Peak peak goalkeeper age, playing magnificently. Scotland squad. The doors are going to open for him, and as a free goalkeeper at that age. Let's hope for Xander. There's going to be a lot of good options for him, but <laughs> personally, I don't expect to see him at Dundee United. But the Dundee, go on, give us, give us a, give us a chat through the, the all the, I mean, all the comings and goings. Trevor Carson, I suspect we're probably not going to see him back at Tannadice. It's a loan, isn't it? Rather than a permanent deal. It's a, it's a loan just now, yeah. Seagrist, yeah. I think we, I think we can put him in the same boat as, as Xander, oh, he, who's going to be off in the summer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, could he go this window now that they've got they've got this lad in the uh, hold on again? Well, what's, his, what's his name? Car- Carl Johan Eriksson. Carl Johan Eriksson. Yeah. So come on, make some sense of it all, Sean. Over to you. Uh, <laughs> thanks for that. <laughs> uh, it's difficult. It's difficult. There's a lot of uh, put it this way. There's a lot of moving parts. I well, think you would just... say that. Um, so Carson, look at him first of all. Um, yeah, he's away on loan. Stephen Robinson, who he obviously knows from Motherwell, I would imagine he wants to play football. Um, otherwise, you know, he, he he could have been quite content just to keep sitting on the bench at Dundee United while Seagrist was there and waiting for his chance to come along. Uh, he's obviously not content to keep doing that because uh, he's had an option. Presumably, he's going down there to play football um, and he's taken it. So that would give you an indication of where his head's at. Yeah, probably, uh, Sean, think... just to interrupt, probably gives you an indication when he was signed in the first place that United had half a mind Seagrass would have been off ah, the I summer. I think so. You know? I think yeah. so. I think you're probably right. Yeah. So uh, it wouldn't it wouldn't it wouldn't completely shock me if he doesn't return. Uh, although actually, that said, he is contracted for another season after this one. So if he does go, it would need to be um, it would need to be an arrangement that suited United. Uh, as well as the player, so not quite as open and shut as it might first appear. But um, I mean, you'd you'd have to say if he goes down there, plays for a half a season, uh, um, United will have this new Finnish international internationalist. By the way, he was captain September. So if you if you're a 26 year old goalkeeper who's who's played sort of every week in the Swedish top flight, you've been capped by your country. He's another one you're looking at, and you're thinking he's he's not coming over. To Dundee United wanting to sit on the bench either. Um, so, Seagrist, I agree, I think, like um, Xander Clark at St Johnston, he's one who's coming out of contract. I don't imagine that he would sign a new one. Um, I think he'll, he'll want to move on. So, uh, if we take Seagrist out of the equation, let's make an assumption that he does go in the summer. You're left with Carson contracted for another season and you've got Carl Eriksson. 
for two seasons there. So really, it's a, it's a shootout between those two at that point. Um, if Carson goes, that's when United might be looking for somebody else. Is that going to be Xander Clark? Like you, Eric, I don't think so. Can they? I don't can, think so. can I mean, we'll see how this see how this uh, it turns out with with a finish international. But you're not gonna. I mean, a club the size of Dundee United isn't gonna carry a, a finish international goalkeeper and no. a Scotland squad goalkeeper. No, that it just isn't no. gonna happen, is it? Just... No. It, it, I, as I say, I think if you look, if you look at the, the Finnish guy Eriksson, the stage of the career that he's at, um, the fact that he's been playing weekly. Uh, for a couple of seasons in in the in the top division in Sweden, um, and there are big clubs in that league like Malmo, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for instance. Yeah, yeah, AIK from uh, Stockholm. Um, so, I don't I don't think for one second that he would have left that league, never mind the club, um, to come over here if he didn't think that playing first team football was on the agenda. So that that will be his that will be his goal. To come over here and play first team football and and keep winning international caps, and put himself in the shop window for an even bigger move potentially. That's that's the stepping stone. Um, so I, I don't think you can have a twenty six year old international goalkeeper sitting there, and then <laughs> you you go and bring in another international goalie and, and expect them both to be happy uh, because they'll both want to play and they both can't at the same time basically. So. It'll be an interesting one, but I, but I do think Seagrist is uh, will probably be off at the end of the season, and then and then it's it's about whether Carson stays because obviously they've got this this Finnish guy. But I I would pushed pushed on it. I would expect Ericsson to be United's number one after Seagrist departs. Yeah, there we go, and then, and Zander more than likely going down south. That's I think that's probably the way probably where I see it as well. The other the other big one with United, and I, I think again we might get overtaken by events, but I think. We all know that Tony Watt's going to end up a Jim. He's going to end up a United player, and I think we pretty much all agree it'll, it'll, or maybe we don't. I think it'll happen this window as well. I think United, uh, Motherwell will probably want to get somebody in first before they agree to to let him and move to Tanadice. It's, it's, it's it kind of open. It, it opens up a few sort of lines to chat about the Tony Watt signing, doesn't it? I mean, a I think you're you're buying a. And in United's case, they will be buying. They'll be paying. A, they'll be paying a transfer fee. They're bringing in a guy at the peak of his powers. I would agree. Would you agree, Jim? Yeah, and I mean, I, um, on, on big wages, mm-hmm. is, is this a bit of a departure in terms of the sort of not United sort of the United business plan, the way they do things? Because you, you kind of, I mean, if he's if he's on the the wages that we've all heard, you know, it's a lot more than. Uh, than what he was getting at Motherwell, let's put it put it this way: it's a lot closer to five grand than it would be to to two. Uh, it's not you're not going to get a sell on, are you? You know, it's not like a Lawrence Shankland where you're kind of you could see the logic, and United potentially got they got unlucky with the way things panned out with the pandemic and, and other and other things. But you know, they still got they still got decent money back from Tony Watts. A different it's a different scenario, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I think there are kind of parallels here to some extent with this situation that, you know, Sean's been talking about there with the goalkeepers. I mean, 
Football's a kind of you know, football's a bit like the 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 baggage reel, isn't it? At the airport, it's kind of it's constantly going. And you're you're trying to kind of you're trying to run a a club dealing with the short term necessities, mm-hmm. the mid term necessities, the long term necessities, and and there are different elements to each of them. I mean, for the moment, um, you know, Tony Watt, who's only he's twenty eight, you know, he's still a, a a a very decent, you know, experienced kind of age, but still with plenty left in in the tank, and 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 in a, a great vein of form, um, at the moment. Um, a player who kind of, you know, for long and weary had to kind of lived in that wonder goal against Barcelona. But I mean, he's, he's kind of coming into his own. I mean, I think, and he's maturing, I think, very neatly indeed. So, you know, why do United want him? Well, they want him to score more goals because that's, that's you know, just as we talked about Saints earlier on, United's kind of main, United play some oh, sweet, obvious what football, United need. Yeah, don't score goals, you know. So you want yeah. somebody that can score goals because they don't have someone really in, in that situation since uh, Shanklin left and um, McNulty's been injured and all the rest of it, you know. And Nicky Clark's not an out and out striker, blah, blah, blah. So, um, so what comes in to do that? Now, there's a combination of things going on here. Alan, Alan Burrows at Motherwell is in a pretty strong position um, because my suspicion is that United will find the money to do some kind of deal for him. I mean, because I, I think they need a striker for this, you know, the second half of the season. They need they need a striker now, I think, for the second half of the season. Um, United are obviously prepared to wage, uh, pay the wages. I mean, Mark Ogren has, has, you know, there's no doubt. I mean, I've heard all these tales about Ogren might only be here another couple of seasons and all the rest. And he might well, because that's the way football is these days. People move in, people move out. But I mean, while, while he's been there, and for the moment, he's certainly back to club. But there's, no one can deny that, you know. And, you know, United pay good wages and all the rest. They'll have to pay Tony substantially. I, I would have thought, you know, to to get in there. So he's one, I think, for um, the short to immediate uh, term. I think even if that, even if they don't get him in the January window, and I think they will. If they don't get him in the January window, they need someone to. Um, you know, to to score goals, that that's fairly clear over the next couple of seasons. But you know, my, my view is they'll probably get them now. Similarly with the goalkeeping situation, uh, Segrist is probably ready to kind of you know make his next big move and make even better money elsewhere. I don't think it'd be a huge earner, but you know, make even better money elsewhere. It's also probably one of the reasons that I, I, I doubt very much if Xander will be coming in. His his big move, I think, probably south of the border to try and earn some decent money at the ages he's he, he's now at. But what I think, um, you know. What um, I, I, I think potentially is a good signing. What what, what you ask yourself is this: um, United will be paying big dough. I'd imagine you're looking at a minimum four grand a week or something like that, probably more between four and five to pick up somebody like that. Um, could he get that back down south? Does he want to go back down south? You know, um, has he made you know has he made his money? Has he made decent money? There's a, there's a combination of things go through. You know, not every player's a mercenary. Players are. Players are entitled to get the best deal they can, but also there's family reasons, you know, um, travel reasons, a million and one things that come into this, the, the idea of a player moving. Now, I mean, <coughs> I, I, I would not for one his moment. This will be his 13th club in, <coughs> and yeah, he's 28. I, I, that's, I mean, I wouldn't for a moment get into this kind of, <coughs> are United a bigger club than Motherwell thing? That's, a, <coughs> that's one of these futile kind of areas to go down. I mean, <coughs> excuse me, I think most people would probably argue United are, you know, in terms of, Support base. What we can't say is they're bigger pairs. Yeah. What we can't say they're bigger but, pairs. Bigger, they, they, they will be undoubtedly. I mean, Motherwell are a fan on club and all the rest. They're a fine club. They're a good club. They've done lots of great stuff, you know. Um, however, he's probably looking at United. A lot of people say it's a sideways move and all the rest. Now, I would imagine if Tony's coming, he thinks it's um, you know, it's not a sideways move. It's a move up. Now that that's and fans will have different views on that. that that's up to the player to uh, to think about that. But I mean, you know. 
if, if they get him in the January window, and you would like to think they do, at 28, he's an experienced hand, scores goals, good touch, and similar similar type of, you know, not quite like Shifty, but ability to bring link players as well, bring people into the game and all the rest of it as well. I think that potentially on the face of it could be a very good sign. But then you see that, you know, maybe he's maybe having a purple patch at Motherwell and, and you know, that never happens again at Tannadice. But I don't think so. I think he's a boy who's matured neatly and nicely. Um, also follows me on Twitter, so he's obviously a highly intelligent guy, you know. Uh, but that's, you. that's why you're being careful that, what you're saying, Jim. Yeah, I mean, that's right. But no, I mean, I think genuinely, I, I he's think a good lad, Tony. I, I need knew to him at sense. I, I think United probably need to dig in and do a deal with, with Alan Boris and Motherwell to bring him now because they need him now. They need him now. But then that, the implication there for Motherwell is, you know, what, I mean, it's a big blow to, to lose a guy that, that has brought so much to your club and is scoring goals the way he's been scoring them. So you know, it's it's. It's all very well for us to sit around the table and say they should do it now, but that depends on a, a, a 101 things. Of course, that, and, and the other element, of course, is that there's no only point in trying to keep, I'm not saying the players unhappy, but you know the script. Once a guy's made his mind up that he's moving, that his future lies elsewhere, I often get think, it, well, fact, I usually done. always think yeah, it's best that usually. he goes now. Yeah, yeah, you know, I agreed. I mean, as, as Jim touched on there, Sean, they can't all be project signings, project players for a club like United, can they? They've, you've got to have, you do, he, he summed it up well, you have them, some from the short, some for the medium, some for the long term. United have got plenty for the long term, probably plenty for the medium term as well. You know, they need a they need a goal scorer and they need one now. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, I couldn't agree more. That's, that is the short term goal. That's what they need to to change uh, in their side because they, they, they've, they've, they give themselves a decent, Sort of grounding in a season with the, with their defensive performances, which have largely been really decent, um, and they are a well organised side. I think they do have an identity to them, but where they've clearly struggled is in front of goal. Um, they've, they've they've obviously Shanklin's gone. They sold him. That's understandable. No issue there. They brought Mark McNulty in. They've been unlucky with him. He's been injured, so they've not had use of him. Um, they've tried Biamu's to bring the in big, Biamu's boy, the, the big Biamu, that one hasn't that one hasn't worked out. Um, so I mean, I mean, it, the difficulty with that one—it's not so much a difficulty; it's an observation. I think we've we've praised sort of Tony Asker and United and the recruitment side of things there because, in general, that's been really good. Oh, um, more hits than misses, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and that's that's really all you can ask. But so I suppose you you, you have to sometimes it just things just don't work out, and it would appear that, that this is one of them. Um, Given the, the the lack of him, if you like, <laughs> <laughs> we just haven't seen him at all. Um, so, yeah, that one's that one's not worked. So, yeah, you're right. They've identified a, a short term sort of um, need that they have, and that's to that's a, a goal scorer. And I tell you what, you can't you can't whack the ambition of identifying that need and going, right, well, we'll go and get the top scorer in the Premiership then. And certainly, I think you could, you'd could make a very strong case to say he's the top performing Scottish striker in this league just now. You know, I think if, if, a, if a Scotland squad was getting picked just now, 
I would have him in there over, certainly over Shankland. I'd have him in there over Nisbet. You know, I would have him as the kind of, I don't know how many strikers Steve Clark picks, but say it's the fourth. You know what I mean? Something like that, Jim. That's kind of the level yeah, he's well, at I mean, just I, now, isn't yeah, it? Like, I, I think the thing with Tony Watt is, I mean, he, he, I think he's an intelligent player. He's a smart player, but he, he, he's really cute. I mean, some of the goals he scores, you know, are, are, are you know, he's he's kind of, he's very deft. He's got a very deft touch. He's got a very quick touch, but he's got, I think, a vision about him. You know, I, I think, and, and it's the same thing again, you know, I mean, you know, I'm sure he's a sort of guy that doesn't want to be labelled with, you know, his time at Celtic. But, you know, as we were saying earlier on in the earlier signings, um, you know, you, you, you can't be at a club like Celtic and not have something about you. You know, uh, same with Rangers, the two biggest clubs in Scotland. If you've been to these clubs, by and large, you've got something special about you. And I think you're now actually starting to see that again with Tony Watt. There's a, there's a, there's a smartness, a cuteness, a cleverness um, uh, about his play. Not just in link-up, but the way he takes goals, the way he shoots, you know, how quickly he hits the ball, how quickly he addresses situations, you know, um, his lobs, his chips, his, his, you know, it's just his general awareness. And I think, um, you know, goodness, if, if, if he's anything like... Um, um, uh, United's last great striking sign from Motherwell, Wally Pettigrew, who United got a couple of brilliant seasons out of, then, you know, what a signing that would would turn it to be. And, you know, there's actually history kind of teaches you a lot, quite a lot about these things. You know, I mean, United are ambitious and United do pay good money and all the rest of it, but they did in wee Jim's day as well. You know, there's much more yeah. about, the, yeah. the, uh, about the, the the low basic wage, but they paid huge bonuses. People forget that. Dundee United paid big, big, really big bonuses that sometimes put the old firm to, to shame uh, and rewarding their players. But the other thing is they also paid big fees. You know, I mean, Dundee United paid £100,000 for Wally Pettigrew. What? Well, 35, 40 years ago or something like that. You know, paid 165 grand for Raymond Bannon to Chelsea and 100 grand uh, to Motherwell, I think it was, for, for Willie Peck. I mean, that's, I mean, you'd be surprised if they paid that now. You know, as, uh, you know su- such are the changes in the game. So, you know, um, I think on the, on the face of it, you, you get a player that, that's um, you're right at the peak of his powers and uh, assuming they can do the deal with Motherwell. And I have, I, I have to say, I've got some sympathy here for Well, you know, because I like them as a club. I like Alan Burroughs as a guy. He's a smashing guy and they do loads of great work. And you always feel, you know, um, I mean, our priorities are to talk about our clubs in our area, but you kind of feel, you know, when, when a, a club is denuded of a really, really special talent. And, and let's that's, not that's what's I mean, about he's, to happen he's, here. He's, you know? take, he's taken a gamble, Tony Watt, because I think... Yeah. I think I think we everybody would would say well I think we all thought when he wasn't when he didn't sign when it came out that he wasn't going to sign a new contract with mother I think we pretty much most of us thought he's going down south for one last crack down there because but the risk Sean for Tony Watt was and is that it, it appeared that I mentioned the fact that United will be his 13th club you know of those 12 clubs it looked like he'd finally found the right circumstances the right surroundings you know Everything. The club was right for him. He was right for the club. This was where he was going to produce his best football, and he's he's taken a gamble, you know, to go to to United, who, you know, have not been, you know, we've had. I know things have probably changed for the better a bit, but it's not that long ago we had Mark McNulty saying, you know, you know, this isn't the team to play in if you want to score goals, you know. So I know yeah. things have changed a bit since the previous then, manager. Yeah. But you know, he's he's gambling, isn't he? He's rolling the dice here. Well, I mean, in insofar as any as any switch of employer, not just in football but in any walk of life, is a bit of a gamble to an extent. You're 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 going from what you know to to what you don't to an extent. Even if even if the the environment of football is going to be the same, roughly wherever you are, um, you know the personnel and all that. That's all different, and the atmosphere is different. So. Yeah, 
and the way of playing might be different. So yeah, there, there's a there's a factor of there being a, a gamble in it for sure. But I mean that that kind of speaks to me of, and this actually probably reflects his career history. If you look at it, it speaks to me of of the sort of personality who isn't content just to uh, sit. Maybe, maybe thrives on change, you know? Yeah, yeah. And and there are people like that in every walk of life. It, it, it would, it would, the easy, easy thing for somebody to do in, in Tony Watt's position would be to stick where he was. But he's obviously the type of person who, in the position he's in now, is the top scorer in the Premiership. He is aware that he's got a certain cachet that he can trade on at this point. And whether you like it or not in football, that's 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 part of part of what a footballer has in his arsenal to kind of further his career is, is whatever whatever cash he's got at any particular moment amongst other clubs. And he's 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 bang at the top now. So that's what I'm saying about it being a, a, an ambitious move on United's part to go and get him. Because if anything, you might think looking at Tony Watt now that well, he he he's entitled to set his ambitions. I'm not, I'm not sure whether higher is correct, but certainly you would think that he probably could, if his agent pushed it, get him a deal somewhere in England with a club who would probably pay him more than United would. And that's not to say that United aren't going to pay him good money. I think, Jim, you've already touched on, on a figure. Now, I don't know whether that's right or wrong, but it's good money and United have paid good money to, to their top players over the last few years. But I, I don't think for a second that Tony Watt at this stage couldn't charge his agent with going and getting him more somewhere else. So while it's, while it's a risk to move from Motherwell in some respects, it's it's, it's actually um, it's, it's an impressive one as well to me. Because I, 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 I just... I, if he comes this month, I think he's got, he's got a real chance on that side. I've actually, why, why, why can't he target finishing the whole season as top scorer and doing it with United? And uh, I, I get the feeling that, that that this United team, and we touched on it earlier in the season when they had that wee purple patch, you saw evidence there of of, of something, a system, something that was working. And I, I think they're, they're not far away from having a team that is really going to be capable of competing and, and who's to say that Tony Watt can't be that factor yeah well that's something we'll certainly touch upon if not next week the week after and whenever he comes through the door because it, it, then it, as, as we've said with I'm going to do another a slick link for you Jim as we said with uh, with Lee Griffiths when he came to Dundee these 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 signings they do they change the dynamic for a manager don't they because all of a sudden you know people will say okay to, there you go Tam Courts, you've got you've got Tony Watt in your team now. You have got the final piece in the jigsaw. Let's let's see this United team fly. But you know that's that's for maybe another week. But Lee Griffiths, I'm glad you put in the disclaimer because this is probably one that that uh, could change before we finish the podcast. But it's become. It looks like it's coming to a head. It's a, I suppose it's strange. You don't often get this with loans, but it looks like it's coming to a head whether Lee Griffiths is actually going to be staying at Dundee for the second half of the season or. Or going back to Celtic, not going back to Celtic to play, but going back to I don't know what to whatever would Celtic would decide whether it was best to put him in another loan or 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 whatever you know. But 
I'll, I'll, I'll say, t- I mean, if, again, we'll, we'll see what happens, but if all being equal, if, it, if, if Dundee had the chance to cut their losses, I'm not saying losses as in it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a real heavy financial hit for them. I think we were, we've touched on that before. I think it was, it was, you know, it was pretty well loaded for Dunfermline. It was a, it was a deal that wasn't a huge risk in that sense, but if they were gonna, if there was an opportunity to cut their losses, Jim, I would, I would, I would, I would let him go. Would you be the same? Well, he's 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 scored twice in thirteen appearances. Um, you know, James McBake, I think, was absolutely entitled to take the chance on him. Um, and and I, I must admit, you know, I. Uh, I, I had kind of very high hopes because I was thinking if Dundee have got kind of probably even, you know, 70, 80% of the player that, that he was two, three years back, then they've got a, 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 a terrific signing. Um, he's only 31. You know, I mean, one, one of my pet hates, apart from the January transfer round, my other pet hate is, is how people get written off once they hit the age of 30. And then, you know, games chalk, chalk a block with players who in their mid-30s and, and sometimes even, you know, beyond that have still been terrific um, athletes and servants and all the rest of it. That's not been the case, with, with, uh, you know, with, with James's signing of, of Griffiths. I think he was entitled as a manager to expect much more. Um, from Lee Griffiths. Now, I mean, I, you know, I like him as a player. I think, he, as he showed me, his rocket kind of free kick the other week. There's still an element of him. Oh, he'll be, that, he'll that, be hitting them till he's yeah, 65, he, won't he? he, he yeah. he'll, he'll pop them away, you know, for as long as. But the rest of the game, you know, the, the, the initial, the, the, the terrific burst of pace he had, you know, the, the lightning speed over the first five, ten yards, that's that's that, that's either gone completely or it's just that he's not as fit as he should be or could be. Um but the bottom line is quite simple. He's there, he was, you know, signed to score goals and he hasn't done it, you know. Um, and I think, you know, I, I don't think it's, it's a lack of service. Um, there are players about that are relatively creative at the ends and all the rest. The bottom line is, for whatever reason, um, it doesn't look to me as, as, well, it doesn't look to me, he, he quite simply hasn't, you know, don't what you'd hoped he would have done. Two goals in 13 um, games, it just isn't sufficient return. And it's no sufficient return, I think, on the investment that Dundee have made in him and, and, and the chance that James McPake has taken on him. Now, you know, the very fact that there are discussions going on, um, you know, I mean, you know, James has been kind of quoted as, as saying that, you know, that the, the, the it's, it's a very awkward one for him, isn't it? I mean, the, the dynamics of a football dressing room, you know, you know, bluntly, whether, you know, whether it's your Sunday amateur living at the, the South Inch in Perth or Riverside uh, in Dundee, the, the dynamics of a football uh, club, a football team are always awkward. There's, you know, two or three kind of wee cliques within a, any dressing room. There's there's players that are big characters, different size characters, different, you know, different types about the dressing room and all the rest. There's all sorts of things going that can easily upset the echo equilibrium there are players looking and thinking I'm not getting a chance he's in as a big name he hasn't done this he's not doing enough I don't you know I see him in training and I think you know um you know where's the great there's all these things happen uh, in football and and a manager's got to kind of keep a lid on all of that and keep it all kind of happy with a first-team squad, about 20 people and all the rest of it you know youth chapman at the door senior players who want to play more and guys like like Lee Griffiths, who you bring in expecting a lot from, who have been there, they've done it, they've played at the highest level, uh, they, on the face of it, you know, uh, should um, bring, you know, terrific things to the club. And you look at what you've got back and and you then have the decision to make. You look at the return, you think, that can't be possibly the return you were hoping for, you know. It's nothing like the return to be hoping for. I mean, that, that would translate into a, a season as, as six goals, you know. That's not, that's not the return you're hoping for. Then you have to make the, the judgment call from what you're seeing in training, the attitude of the player in and about the place, what your returns on the park. Can things improve? 
do I see, do I legitimately see things not just improve, not just getting a wee bit better, but a whole lot better? A lot better yeah. um, I, I, and on the face of what I've seen so far, no, I, I don't. Uh, now, the break clause, uh, the break clause in, in the uh, the deal, normally it's uh, the parent club who, you know, want the player back quickly. The break clause in the, in, in the deal, I think, has to be exercised very, very quickly. In fact, it may even be by the by the end of today as we speak. Um then my suspicion would be that the very fact that this has become public knowledge and it's out there and Dundee aren't kind of putting up this this strong case to, to say, oh, this is rubbish and oh, we're keeping them and all the rest of it, that, that would tell me it's all pointing in in one direction, that they haven't had value, sufficient value for money. It's not even a case of who's paying how much in wages and all the rest of it. They just haven't had sufficient value in, in money. I mean, if Dundee were paying five grand a week of his, his wages, which are much more substantial than that, and he'd, he'd scored nine goals in 13 yeah. games, you'd have thought, whoa, you know, James is going to hang on to this fella um, as as it happens. Um, you know, because a ma- you know, manager's job ultimately is on the line. Eric, that's the thing with players. I mean, it's much easier to get rid of managers than it is with players. And you know, and you bring players in. You you, you know, James McPake and his coaching staff bring guys in. They give them a chance. Um, uh, you know, it's, it's, the, the, you know, careers have been going off track elsewhere. They bring them in. They give them a chance. The least they can expect is that they will get one hundred percent. You know, effort, commitment, uh, and all the rest of it. But along with that, some indication that a player has, you know, the abilities still, or, or a, a, a more than a modicum of the abilities that he was brought in to show. And sadly, um, I have to say, I just haven't seen enough from from uh, Lee Griffiths to suggest that that you know continuing beyond um, this transfer window would make uh, you know the slightest Sense. bit of difference to yeah. Dundee. Well, I mean, Sean, I don't. I don't We'll wrap it up in in a minute on Dundee, but there's another one to talk about. I mean, I don't envy James McPake at all. I mean, we're talking about Maverick strikers. <laughs> most most have one. He's got two, you know. And there's decision. He's you know Jason Cummings by the sound of it has caused him far more far more problems than than Lee Griffiths. Let's be let's be honest about it, you know. And and he's been more, although he's kind of, you know, James McPeak's latest quotes were a bit more sort of, oh, he's trading well type thing, you know. But there's, there's two to sort out there, you know. I, th- I think we still, I take it you agree that you're not going to see, you're not going to see Cummings playing a game that, that he's still going to go? No, I think that's the easier one to deal with. I, 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 think, I, think, he go- I think he goes. Certainly, put in that position myself, I'd be, uh, I'd be saying, right, cheers, see you later. <laughs> off you go, go and dress up as a joker and mess about on your own time, <laughs> not mine. So, uh, so I, I think that's the easier one to deal with. Griffith, the Griffiths one, I mean, I, I think Jim's right about the the return that Dundee have got from him on the on the park. It hasn't it hasn't been good enough. Um, but, you know, there's there's a possibility. Uh, the cynic in me pops his head out every now and again, and uh, Dundee could well just be posturing a bit here, you know, just to try and get Celtic to take a bit more of his wages. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, su- such cynicism in one so young. You. <laughs> <laughs> it, it could all, it could all be a play on Dundee's part, you know. You know, the James yeah, Pakes looking at looking at what he can do in January budget wise, and if if he sees a, a I've window, not got my room to manoeuvre here, yeah. Exactly. If he, sees, if he sees an opportunity, right, well, if we, if we exercise this, if say we're going to exercise this break clause and we're, we're sending Lee back, then hey, if, if it would appear that Celtic aren't so keen to have him back, uh, otherwise, there, otherwise there wouldn't be this discussion going on, would there? So, 
Um, if, if Celtic are, are keen enough for, for Lee to stay at Dundee and not return to, to Celtic, and they're willing to, to take on a bit more of his wage um, and take ease some of the burden on Dundee and free up some funds for James McPake to maybe do something else with it, then uh, maybe it wouldn't be the daftest thing in the world for, for Dundee to, to make it public that, uh, that they're going to send him back. You you've, had too, you've had too long to think about this, Sean. <laughs> Far too uh, long to think about you know. it. It's chess. chess I, I, it's I chess. see a career as a playwright for this boy. Honestly, you know, uh, no. I, I mean, know, it's, I I, I, what, what, one of the things. Uh, one of the things, I suppose, you kind of wonder about is I mean, I'm trying to remember what Lee Griffith's contractual situation is with Celtic. How long he's got left? Now, you know, it may well be that Celtic don't want him. That you know, they end up offering him a deal to go get him off the books. Um, uh, you know, would their manager, Andy Postecoglou, want him back at Celtic Park? You know, um, don't think so. For uh, doesn't a like it. Um, you know, d- does James think he can get any more? Out of, you know, it, it's in many respects, it's a modern tragedy if if, if it ends disappointingly because. You know, the, the free kick was one thing, you know, although I, I can think of very, very few players in Scottish football that could score a, a free kick like he did the other week. But, you know, he had so much ability. Um, but he just it hasn't looked, I don't know what he's been shown in training, but I mean, on the field, and that's ultimately that's the that's key bit, isn't important. it? We, we just haven't we seen still enough. don't know how what Lee Griffiths has been like on the training ground and in terms of fitness, you know, dietary stuff, all all that all that sort of side of things. We just don't know if he's taken on board what the manager wants and expects. We just don't know. So I, I think that'll be that'll be the crux of it. Whether whether he thinks he's primed to improve in the second half of the season or whether he isn't, you know. And you know, Sean's right. The man, room to manoeuvre for for James McPake is not what it will be at, at some clubs. So every every player he brings in. It probably has, you know, there's a there's a knock on effect where we're potentially having to get somebody out. You know, these are the these are the type of budgets they're on at the bottom six clubs. So there we go. Well, I, I like I like Sean's idea. It's a transfer window in reverse, isn't it? We'll give you a million to keep them. You know, you're just you're just you're just, not happy. you're just not happy. You didn't think of that, Jim. Are you? There we go. Right, listen, I'm just about to write my column. You know. Yeah. <laughs> listen, we're better. Uh, we'll talk a wee bit of actual football before we. Before I wrap up, and obviously it's being played in the lower leagues. So, I mean, I think uh, I think Kamanak have just gone, and I mean, listen, I, I'm I'm obviously in the the Tommy Wright fan club, having worked alongside him, you know, at, or you know, okay, not called worked alongside him, but having you know dealt with him all those years at St Johnson. I think he would have. I still think he would have taken Kilmarnock up. You know, he's traditionally got better second half of the season. He'd had one transfer window anyway, but it's Kilmarnock's decision. Who might tell them how they're in their club? But I think now that's the that's them finished the, the title race for me. Sean Derek McInnes coming in. It's over. It's over. That's a serious serious appointment. That I must admit, I was I was a, a wee bit surprised by that. Um, so was I. I think if you're our both Wraith, all the others, you're hoping they take a punt on. You know, a risky, I don't know, somebody who, you know, could come in, you know, looks as if he might be a, a prospect of a manager or something like that. You know, I try to think of one off the top of my head, but Derry McInnes getting confirmed was not I what mean, you were hoping as, for. That is that is as, as good a manager as you can hope to appoint oh. <laughs> in Scotland, really, of the ones yeah. who would be available. Yeah, if, if, Hearts, I, I, if Hearts had a managerial vacancy, yeah, I would say go and get Derry McInnes, you know. I, I kind of think... Um, I was surprised because, I mean, I, I covered Aberdeen an awful lot 
uh, when I was at Sunday Post when Derek McInnes was there, like pretty much his entire tenure really there, um, and, and dealing with him on a, a reasonably regular basis, a weekly basis, I feel like you, you, you don't you don't know someone fully, but you kind of get a sense of of how they handle themselves and what have you. And and I, the impression that I had of, of Derek McInnes, and I don't think I'm alone in this, is that. And this is not this is not a negative thing, but I think he's a guy who's very very conscious of the power of perception and how people look at you, and how that affects on on what your value is and where you might go next. And I I kind of thought that Kilmarnock he he would he would he might see Kilmarnock or step down to Kilmarnock in the championship certainly as as being beneath him. And I don't mean that in a bad way and I don't mean to slag Kilmarnock off. I just mean that the you circumstances know, he, he, would be he would be looking him. higher. Yeah, he yeah. would be looking higher than that. So the fact that he took it again we're talking about Tony Tony Watt about risking a move. There's there's risk in that for Derek McInnes as well. But it, it does it like like with Tony Watt it shows a it shows a certain boldness of character. Oh yeah. And he loves to work. And he certainly hasn't been uh, shy of putting pressure on himself because he came in and he went, We're going we, we want to win the league. So And be top you, you six next season. <laughs> you can't you can't you can't get any more serious than that. Yeah, no, okay. Is that is that it? Game over for the rest of them, Jim? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, I mean, I think Derek, uh, you know, Derek divides people, doesn't he? Divided Aberdeen fans, you know, but the ball line is four, fans, yeah. 14 years as a manager. I mean, you know, eight, eight at Pataudry. He's got a terrific amount of experience. Now, I, I don't, I, I mean, fairly enough, I had a, a, a big, long conversation with Tony Doggerty last week. We're having a blather. I'm assuming that Tony will go in um, with yes, him, you know. Yeah, yeah. Some of the he folk didn't tip you what, off, Jim. That yeah, was poor, I, I, poor form, I, wasn't it? No, no, I'm saying the other week, a couple of weeks back, you know. So at that time, I don't know whether it's been in the, in the post for a long time where it's just come out the uh, not out the blue I don't think you suddenly go out the blue with something like this but I mean I think you know um Here's here's the thing with Kilmarnock. I, I noticed that Derek McInnes made some um, reference to, you know, remember what Tony, uh, uh, Tommy Burns uh, had done down there. I mean, I remember the whole kind of the fleeting family revolution down there when they brought in Tommy Burns and all the rest. Of it. Rugby Park was it was a, a terrific place to be. I mean, they're, you know, they've got an average crowds of about eight and nine thousand under Tommy Burns. There is tremendous potential at Rugby Park. It's a great stadium. Um, it's it's a you know it's I mean they're a county side you know they're not just kind of Kilmarnock I mean Kilmarnock's not a huge town but they're kind of to a great extent they're a county side as well there's a big big support there for them um so I, I think that you know McInnes has got all that experience I think they'll want to kind of completely reinvigorate the club don't know what I, I just don't know what what you know what what went on. Uh, with Tommy there but it's intriguing that they've gone for another experienced manager because the trend in football recently you've seen it with kind of uh, Tom Courts and, uh, and and Stephen Glass to some extent as well is to go for kind of um, guys that have kind of less experience yeah, he's a Tommy, he's, hate, he's, hate he's a Tommy Luke, type you know. manager isn't he yeah, Derek that's that, face that, it that type, I mean Derek, he's, he's a pretty kind of cautious manager in some pragmatic. respects I mean, he, um, pragmatic that's right and, and you know and, and football ultimately you know, football tends eventually to repay pragmatism um, that, that, that's that, that's the simple truth of the matter you know well, and like so, that phrase Jim I like that for you I'll be putting know. that in your column I, I, I think, I think, that it, one up I think for a rainy it does day. to some extent you know so I'll have to better write that my age I better write that <laughs> one down before I forget it you know <laughs> so but I mean in terms of the uh, you know in terms of whether Kelly will suddenly kind of go flying up the uh, well th- that of course will be the acid test I mean you know I mean if, if he suddenly has them flying up people will be saying oh, Tommy right overrated if he doesn't people will be saying maybe he should have stuck with Tommy that's the nature of nature of football but I mean at the moment um, Kelly are a, what five points adrift of, of a, 
a game in hand over the likes of Arbroath, whether it'll be a, you know an instant revolution or no, should have got a great chance. I mean, you know, I mean, it's I mean, you know, when when managers get get sacked, particularly the way Tommy was, I mean, you're kind of entitled to look and think, what's going on there? I mean, it's not as if they're kind of sitting where Dunfermline are or something like that. You know, um, obviously there are various things. I mean, I know you 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 know Tommy very well. You know, I've not spoken for a while, but. Um, I know that you know a lot of Kilmarnock fans weren't happy and all the rest of it with them. But the thing is, you know, Derek McInnes is coming now. He's inherited a team that's not a bad position at all. Whether or not they're suddenly going to take it by storm, uh, I don't know. But he's certainly got um, he's certainly got a terrific chance. As I say, it's not as though he's, he's inherited a, a Dunfermline or a Morton or something like that, where you know you, you basically you're trying to avoid relegation. They are still in with a very very good shout. But he's got a couple of things to do. He's got to improve on their goal scoring record because you know the the they have scored astonishingly nine goals fewer than our both, a part-time squad. Um, uh, d- defensively, uh, 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 I think they're, they're not too bad. You know, 14 against, which is um, pretty decent. But um, he, he's probably got the club uh, at the right time. Whether he's going to make an instant an instant kind of change, I don't know. I think he's a very, you know, a very professional manager, a very kind of pragmatic manager and all the rest of it. And... I suspect, with it in any way, for all you know, for all that I've just said about Kilmarnock being ambitious and loads of potential and all the rest of it, I, I would think most people would say would probably agree with Sean. That's probably as good as Kilmarnock could have got within a Scottish dimension. You know, for them to pull Derek McInnes out the heart, I think Billy Bowie, um, who basically owns the club, uh, has done a, a sterling bit of work there. Yeah, no, agreed, and. Arbroath, Sean, just to finish up, Arbroath and Wraith. I mean, it's all kind of flatlined for. For Wraith, they've kind of, you know, I think after, I'm not exactly, I've not got their, their their run of fixtures and results in front of me, but beating Kilmarnock was a huge result, and it does it does seems to all gone away. I mean, their their goals, their open play goal scoring statistics are horrendous. You know, they're almost St Johnston X, St Johnston esque of late. I think they're now looking playoffs probably at best, and. I've, our both make me laugh. I mean, good grief! I can't. Uh, no, we're all we all we all loved it, Campbell, and you know the the guy's never had more. He's he's never been in the spotlight more. I think last weekend, I think, I think half of uh, half of the, the the national press corps were were up to the Gayfield because there was no other games on, and I've never seen so many Dick Campbell interviews in my in my life over the, the course of a of a couple of days. But I couldn't quite get away with. I wouldn't want it to be the one. It was poor Ewan Smith had to write up his quotes after the game, and I'm reading through them. I'm thinking, does he want them? Does he? What, what, what message you put out here? That he was, he was trying. On one hand, he was, he was having a right good old rant at folk for. Uh, I think he actually said they were pinning papers on the, you know, for for writing them off and saying, you know, what how disrespecting this club. Then on the other, he was trying to pull it away. He was saying, oh, I don't really care. You know, we, 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 I'm not bothered about the playoffs. Which is it? You know, which is it, Dick? And so. You know, I think there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that he senses an opportunity and he thinks they can get, they should should get playoffs minimum from where they are now. Aye. Uh, he's, a t- he's a tough one to figure out. Isn't it? But, I mean, one thing is for sure, he actually said before the season started, when he spoke to Ewan Smith for us, that he wanted to take our growth into the Premiership. And he, and he made that quite plain. And he said, if anybody thinks I can't do it, you know, you're come and come and speak to me, sort of thing. So he, ha- he has. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
he has issued threats of violence to people who've written him off before. <laughs> but, uh, Sean, he's, he's, you know what? We always say this, look, ultimately, football's about accommodation. It's about, it's about community, but it's also it's about bread and circuses. That's why we love the windows and all the rest. Oh, aye. Oh, well, you, know, no, no, no. you hear the managers that flip-flop. Jim, uh, Dick flip-flops in the space of one interview. He came, I, I, was, I, was doing, I was covering a game at Gay for like a couple of seasons back, and I'd, I'd literally just done my telly report and then switched immediately to do my radio report, you know. And as we're halfway through my radio report, I suddenly hear the voice from the, t- the, the side from the touchline of the game shouting, Oh, Spency, what game were you at? <laughs> you see the same man. <laughs> the next thing I'm in his office having a cup of coffee with him and Pinkies. But I think actually, John, I think John Roberts was in that day, you know. That's his style. He's just, he's an entertainer, but he knows the game inside out. And the great thing about him is um, he knows how to manage people. You know, you know one of the great, or one of the main criticisms of wee Jim and, and his pomp at Tannerley's was some people would say, didn't he quite understand you know, that some players required an arm around the shoulder and others required a, a, a quick up, a kick up the backside? Dick knows this instinctively. You know, I mean, he comes from, I kind of maybe overdone it in my column last week, but he comes from a, the old traditional working class community, you know, in Fife where people were bonded, they were rooted, they were grounded. And, and, and he's done well in life, you know, but he, he instinctively, I think, knows how to manage people, get the best at them. And he's just, he's done a wonderful job. He has. Um, He'll be club. gutted really if has. they don't make the playoffs from here, won't he? He'll yeah, be, I'm not I, talking I, about I, the title. I think, I think they, they all, I mean, I think they all expect yeah, Kilmarnock yeah, to win it, but he'll be yeah, gutted if they don't make the playoffs, yeah. I, I think. I think, I think. I think. I think most of Scotland will be gutted if they don't make the playoffs. Yeah, for yeah. They've, they become everybody, they've become everybody's kind of second favourite team, haven't they? They're just such a, there's such a feeling of affection, I think, for uh, for them, you know. And they do everything properly, you know. I mean, it's not just him and Pink and the coaches that have Big Rab and all the rest. Their fellow Colmers, Big Rab. It's also it's about what they do behind the community as well. There's a, you know, there's a there's a great kind of <clears throat> there's a great board in there. There's a, you know, they, they all kind of muck in. They're ambitious. They're visionary. And by the way, they, you know, they they spend they spend money as well they, you know they're prepared to put out oh, to invest yeah. and speculate to accumulate you know so him, yeah. absolutely fair play to them I mean they've done they've just done a terrific job there's a vision there's an, an energy about the people um, you know Mike Caird and all the rest of the team you know there's just an energy about them and, and a vision about them which is absolutely fantastic and they've also you know they, they, they've kind of put part time football on their map as well you know people are suddenly looking and going well actually remember great Jeff Brown was a great a, a, a oh great he was indeed this, wasn't he, he was you know indeed. that you can actually you can run as a part-time club, very successfully. And our growth are, are, are kind of proving that. In the modern age, we are a really good squad of pros, guys that train twice a night, uh, twice a week um, with a football and probably keep themselves pretty fit that another couple of nights a week, as most kind of good athletes do. Then all of a sudden, the gap becomes very, very narrow indeed. And when you've got a man, mo- a motivator, uh, and he's a good tactician and he spots a player and he's got a great contacts book um, and people want to play for him, then, you know, and the whole infrastructure of the club and the town and the town's bought into it you know um, I, I oh, think you have. know it's going swimmingly yeah well we've kept you far too long Jim you go back and get, <laughs> get in the gym again and get your agent <laughs> on the phone you know just Jan, it's January window it'll shut before you know it eh? okay <laughs> right well listen cheers guys and thank you very much for listening we'll be back next week bye bye If you like the podcast, we'd be grateful if you tell your pals about it, or even better, leave a review or a simple rating on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. All that really helps people to find Talking Football, and that means a lot to us. Don't forget too to pick up your copy of The Courier Monday to Saturday, or go to thecourier.co.uk slash subscribe. 
to find out how to get our award-winning sport, business and local journalism across Tayside and Fife in the way that's right for you. The Courier. Local matters.